the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, first of all, uh, I just want to say that uh, the Lord is good. The Lord is good at all the time. And uh, a lot of times the Lord uh, places things on our heart in our mind, in our soul, and he continued to teach us uh, about staying in faith, regardless of the situation and circumstances that we we might be going through. Uh, everything is a lesson learned because uh, there is purpose out there for each and every one of us. And uh, a lot of times we don't understand the purpose that uh, God might have for us at that moment, but we have to stay in faith. And I just felt uh, that just came to my heart as I went live, you know, uh, that I, I, I felt that I had to uh, say that and uh, just want to say, just continue to believe, continue to maintain the faith and continue to have an open heart. How you doing out there, my friend, Noah? I'm doing well. I know you're in the uh, in the fine Temecula studios this evening. I miss seeing your face, but it's good to talk with you on air again man it's absolutely fantastic really enjoyed us in studio with you yesterday yeah uh, i am in uh, my temecla home studio today and uh my uh fantastic fabulous beautiful co-host is uh back in dallas uh and uh, as i mentioned yesterday uh, she did not want to travel with me this time but that's okay that's okay you got to take care of that wonderful pup of yours. So, you know, somebody's got to do it, and she does a fabulous job at it. You know, no one knows exactly what the reason is. all about is. the dogs, and I agree. I know. She misses me, and we, um, we don't want to keep her in boarding that often, so she and I just chilling out, enjoying ourselves. Hi, Bella. <laughs> you know, yes, yes. Uh, she got to take care of Bella. Uh, but it's, it's good uh, being back in California. Uh, I love coming here. I try to do this every two weeks. Uh, but um, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about the Bible, a little bit about the Bible tonight, because I think it's needed. I think it's wanted. And I think that uh, most people need to understand uh, what that means. And I tell you, Facebook audience, I know that you're locking in on this, but you are, you can also uh, be part of the, the live radio portion of it as well uh, by going to, uh, to uh, my page and clicking on listen live and you can check it out that way uh, but I, I encourage everyone to call in Facebook audience, national audience, all audience to call in because uh, this great guest is going to put it down and that's, that number to call in is one 888 again that's one 888 yeah, you know, so no, I I want to get this started because uh, I am so excited about the guest. First of all, I am going to ask Michelle to uh, introduce the title of the show and introduce this great guest. Uh, what well, purpose? First of all, and then introduce this great guest, Michelle. Can you do? Can you do all those things? Yes. The title of tonight's show is the Bible. Enter here, bringing God's word to life for today's teens. And the purpose of the show is getting to know the background of author and attorney Spencer Dimitros. 
to discuss his book, The Bible, and to hear bringing God's word to life for today's teens, discuss the future of Christianity within today's society, and the challenges for parents raising children today. Wow. Before we uh, go into the purpose of the show, I want to read this. Uh, uh, my very good friend, uh, Chad uh, Stewart, uh, contacted me today, and uh, Chad was on the show last week, and, you know, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to my conversation with because he's a fantastic guy. And he sent me uh, this letter, and I'm only going to read a little portion of it called The Gift of Giving. And that's what we have to do to our, our youth and our young adults. Actually, we have to do that to everybody. And uh, it started off like this. I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of it. Everyone has experienced people who have helped and influenced uh, others in their lives. A personal ger- generosity, support, wisdom, direction, insight, and compassion. Think of a friend whose devotion guided you through a troubled time and pushed you forward. A colleague at work who assistance uh, also fostered your career. A professor or teacher who has a profound effect on your learning. Whether that's a stranger or a friend, many people seem or go unseen to understand the assistance and impact of that daily uh, thing in their lives. My point uh, to you on this one is the gift of giving is it, it comes down to once you get to a certain level or, or a certain status or, or whatever that might be, sometimes we forget that we have to pull others up, and especially our youth. We have to teach them. We have to guide them because someone guided us. Otherwise, we would not be in the position that we are in today. I thought that was so important that I share that little piece uh, because this uh, great guest is going to go off into it, especially with our teams, a lot more uh, in-depth than that. So, Noah, I thought that was important. No, it was important. It's, uh, you know, words of wisdom. I love when Chad, anything Chad usually shares with me is top-notch, so that's good stuff. That's that's great thing. And I, and I, think, Chad, uh, I think he's listening tonight, but I just want to thank him. You know, so, Michelle, can you uh, tell our listener on what's the purpose of tonight's show? Oh, I went over the purpose, but now I have to introduce the guest. Oh, well, you know, I got off into that message. So, <laughs> uh, the gift of giving, and I just want to continue to give, give, give. Introduce this great guy. Yes, Spencer C. Dimitros. Spencer C. Dimitros grew up in Trumbull, Connecticut, a typical American suburb that developed during the post-World War II baby boom. He earned his undergraduate degree from Lehigh University and graduated from the University of Connecticut Law School with high honors. Spencer currently works as chief legal officer for a global technology company in Portland, Maine, and Los Angeles, California. And he has called to use his no-nonsense but loving parental instincts combined with his unique storytelling ability and irreverent brands of humor to deliver God's word in a clear, entertaining, and relatable way. As a result, he released his new best-selling book, The Bible. Enter here, bringing God's word to life for today's teens. Spencer presently lives in the small New England town of Harvard, Massachusetts, with his wife, Catherine, and teenage twins. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Mr. Spencer C. Dimitros. Welcome to the show, Spencer. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, excellent. Thank you so much, both both to you and Michelle and Noah. It's, it's truly an honor to be here, so thank you. Wow. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, uh, when I received... Uh, uh, the information from uh, your people. Uh, I talked me, me and Noah talked about this. I said, Noah, what you think? I got I got to get this guy on the show. And Noah, like, I kind of encouraged me to do that. So Spencer, so we got about a minute and twenty seconds before the break. But before we take the break, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you and what what, what was it like growing up in Tom Bull, Connecticut? Uh, so. Yeah, I was born in the early 60s. Um, you know, I have, my, my parents were uh, Greek-American, um, you know, born during the Depression. So, you know, we, I could say we grew up with pretty humble 
uh, background, um, but we are a very loving family, um, very close. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a time when things were different. You know, um, you know, I was talking to Michelle a little earlier and, and just saying how, you know, in the in the 60s and 70s, you know, as kids, we we were always outside, running around the neighborhood. Um, you know, uh, it was it was a little different back then. It was it was a, it was a, I guess a little simpler time. Um, and so I lived out my childhood there in Trumbull, and then you know when I was 18 years old, went went off to college, and um, you know I never never lived back at home again, but always stayed close to my family. Um, you know, my my mom and dad now are, 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 are have passed, um, but I have a I have a brother in New York State and a sister in uh, the Washington Washington D.C. area, so we we stay close. So, um, you know, now I've got. You know, married. I've got my own kids, but but thankfully, I've got my 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 brother and sister around, and we we we're, we're, we are uh, a very close family. So so yeah. Wow. You know, I tell you, I don't I don't want to go off into any anything else prior to the break because I would have to cut you. Oh well, Noel would cut me off, <laughs> and I, I, that's a great producer. I can't I can't make him mad. But uh, tell you what, we're gonna take a station break. But if you want to be part of this great conversation. That's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Call in. Uh, we're going to come back with this great man. It's your life. I'm James Kulua. I'll see you shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we are offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, the true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and uh, I tell you, we've got this great guy, Spencer. Ha. Uh, I'm going to mess up his last name, but uh, I'm going to try, and, uh, you know, so, but uh, we, uh, the, 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 the thing is that this guy, is, we're talking about the Bible tonight, his name is uh, Spencer Dimitro, and, uh, and uh, I just looked and did research, and this guy is so fantastic, and listen, Orson, and I know I'm looking at it, and I see Charles D. Mangore, LaWanda, I see all you guys uh, locked in on this one. Call in and ask this guy a great, some great questions because uh, we, we have teenagers or we had teenagers and uh, we had to instill the love of the Lord 
and each one of them are kids, right, Noah? You got twin. You got twins just like he has twins. Yeah, and even if you, you know, even if they don't get it right away, to lead by example and to constantly be talking about it is something that uh, is more important than people realize. And it is, and I tell you, but because they they might uh, show or tell us that they don't get it, but later on down the line, just like <laughs> Proverbs twenty twenty to twenty twenty two, they might pull away sometimes, but they always come back because uh, they remember. They remember Noah. They remember, so they come back. So if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Spencer. Now um, I got to ask you this question. I'm combining this into two. Who was your role models growing up, and uh, that led you uh, to? Because you graduated from the University of Connecticut Law School, so someone had to inspire you or. Or you was influenced by whatever they was doing. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Sure, sure. I, I would say my my biggest role model probably was my dad. Um, you know, he he fought in World War II. He didn't go to college, um, but he worked hard his whole life. Um, worked two jobs to provide for uh, us kids. Um, you know, and you know was often tired, and uh, you know was wasn't easy. Um, but he always had he always had incredible love for us, um, and you know always taught us to do our best and you know give it our all, whatever that was. And you know and and he didn't he didn't guide us didn't guide me in any one direction in terms of my career. Um, that was probably more my mom, who who I also um, could say was 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 also a very big role model for me. The most fun, happy, loving mother you can imagine. She, she was a little more, you know, a little more insistent on the, the career path for me, but it wasn't the law. She actually, she had her mindset on me being a dentist, um, <laughs> which, which I actually started pursuing that when I was uh, in college, but realized like that, that was, that would have been a wrong thing for me. Um, so, um, you know, I actually had a, a career in law school as a, as a w- workplace health and safety engineer, um, which was great for a couple of years, but you know, at, at some point I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I did what a lot of people do sometimes is, you know, they, they just go to law school and see what happens. Um, and, and in retrospect, I think it was, it was God that led me there because, you know, I, I certainly wasn't somebody who always had a desire to be a, a lawyer. Um, so I somehow just applied, I got into university of Connecticut law school and it was, it was the place for me. I, I absolutely loved studying the law. Um, it's like after just years and years of struggling in terms of what I should be doing with my career, um, I, I had found it and, and I never looked back. So it was, a, I, again, I think it was the Lord that brought me there and it was, it was just the right uh, match for me. And it was, it, it certainly was, was uh, part of his plan for my life. Spencer, your new book, The Bible, Enter Here, Bringing God's Word to Life for Today's Teens. First of all, congratulations on your book. And you. can you tell us a little bit about the book and what inspired you to write it? Sure. Um, so from the time our twins were born, it, um, it was very important to me and also to my wife to, to raise our kids um, in, in, in the faith, you know, to raise them as good Christians. So when they were really little, um, it was actually easy. We had the, the kitty Bibles, which were, you know, had their cartoon pictures and they were the real fun, simple stories. And the kids, you know, loved them. Um, but about the time when they were, you know, eight or nine, and certainly when they hit the preteen years, um, you know, we couldn't use the kiddie Bibles anymore. So we had to, we had to move on. Um, so we looked, you know, we, we, we looked for something for that kind of preteen, and then ultimately to, for the teen years. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't find anything. So I, we, we, you know, we just turned to the Bible at that point. And we, we, we read the Bible. Um, and I got to say, you know, our, our nightly devotional time became, you know, it went downhill pretty fast. Um, I, I personally feel that, you know, the Bible is the roadmap to um, a, a, a good life, to a happy life, a fulfilling life, and ultimately to, to salvation. Um, so it was important for me to, to have the kids familiar with the Bible and know the Bible. But as we read the Bible, it just, it, it was just hard. Um, you know, they found the, the, the language confusing. Um, 
there are a lot of facts that kind of complicate some of the stories. And sometimes the messages are a little bit obscure as well. So I, I at that point, you know, I, I got so frustrated. They were just bouncing off the walls, driving me crazy. Um, so I went online and looked and looked and looked, looked, searched high and low and, and didn't find anything. So I just started, I just started rewriting them, Re- just rewriting the stories myself, just making them real simple, clear, um, straightforward, and, and try to make the message clear. Um, and that definitely improved things. Um, but, you know, the kids were still like, Dad, you know, these are still a little boring. So I, I just spiced them up, and I tried to make them funny and interesting and, you know, really breathe lives into the, into the characters. Um, and, and the kids just took to them. And, you know, not only did they appreciate the stories and understand the stories, but it gave us context for really talking about the messages in the Bible. Um, and so it kind of took off from there. After about six months or a year of this, I realized I had quite a collection of stories um, and that other families might benefit from this as well. So I started refining them, tweaking them, and, and then really picking out the, the, so the top 60 um, stories and key messages of the Bible. And that's kind of how the book was hatched. Wow, that's amazing. Um, would you consider your book a teen Bible? No, it's not. It's not the Bible. I don't. I don't um, reprint the, the actual Bible text. Um, there's a lot of great teen Bibles out there that actually, you know, re- reprint the actual Bible, and then they have a lot of commentary. This is actually retelling the stories. It's using familiar language, language that the kids can relate to, um, you know, and I, I. I expand some stories by, you know, interjecting dialogue, sometimes a little bit of the, the thoughts and impressions of the characters. So I expand portions of it. And then other, other parts of the Bible, I condense it to kind of just get to the core of what the, the story is about and what the message is about. So it's, it's not the Bible. It's, um, it's, it's really an entryway into the Bible. It's, it's, it's certainly not designed to replace it. Um, it's really the, the goal is to get, Children, uh, you know, teens and even adults, young adults, um, to get interested in the Bible, have a context for it, so that you know, once they, once they have a sense of what's in the Bible, the stories, and, and realize that th- these are some of the best high drama, you know, with a great message um, writings ever written. Obviously, the Bible is the is the most prolific Bible uh, uh, book ever. Um, then they'll drill down in the actual Bible, and and they won't be quite so intimidated by it. Spencer, what would you tell the parents out there listening that are maybe having a hard time relating biblically to their children or their preteens, getting them involved with Scripture and taking to the Lord? I know it's a tough challenge. I've been there myself, but maybe you have some special insight and some good advice out for, for the parents out there. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's two things. Number one is, you know, don't give up. <laughs> you know, just hang in there. Um, you know, kids will push back, um, but, you know, over time, they, they, it sinks in and, and they appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, 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 I think, I think the one thing that our children won't tolerate is, you know, when you kind of move on and, and don't pay attention. Um, so, you know, certainly the, the Bible can, you know, get, getting children to really be interested in the Word of God can be, can be challenging, but, you know, hang in there. Um, and also, you know, remember what it was like being a teenager yourself. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Even grownups, I, I got to tell you, since I wrote this book, a lot of them are saying, gee, I'm, I'm glad you did that. I, I have a hard time even, even uh, reading the Bible. So I think that it's, um, it's important to talk about spiritual matters, not just the Word of God, but just generally um, using their language and kind of coming to where they are. You know, we, we, we really need to kind of rethink the way that we're uh, approaching our kids about matters of spirituality. You know, you can't, you can't hit them over the head with it. You know, you got to kind of come where, to where they are. We, gotta, we have to find a different way to talk to them about matters of faith. Um, so um, I, I think that would probably be my advice. And, and by the way, um, I, the one thing I don't want to do is sound like I've got all the answers um, or that my, my kids... Uh, dutifully, you know, uh, sit quietly during devotional time every night. That's not the case. Um, I have my, I have my own challenges with them. So um, I, I, I'm struggling along with those with those folks and, and, and relate, which is which is largely why I, I, I kind of uh, answer God's 
call in this way to, to, to provide something that, that maybe would be a useful tool. And it's all about getting useful tools. And I have a question on that, that, you know, it, it, it's kind of biblical in the asking, but, uh, you know, it's more about what, what's special behind the book that you wrote. And I think that that can really help our kids in growing spiritually. So we'll ask that when we come back here on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Give a call into the show, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. It's Your Life with James Cooley. More coming up. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. FM 96.1 and AM 1170, The Answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I, I tell you, uh, Spencer, uh, my friend, I'm loving every minute of this. Uh, we call it putting it down. That's what me and Noah uh, call it. Like, uh, this oh, he's guy definitely really... laying it down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I really appreciate that uh, you taking the time uh, to come on. Uh, uh, our listening audience, just like I mentioned to you, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven again. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. I want to uh, mention a little bit more about uh, uh, Chad Stewart, uh, and uh, the guy that he was talking about was him. Uh, when, as we mentioned, the gift of giving, the gift of giving, it's always someone in your life that's an influence or uh, that inspires you uh, to do go out and do things and become the person that you are today. So uh, I want to read just some, a couple more sentences of uh, the gift of giving uh, Chad uh, uh, Stewart. And he states, she was a fifth grade school teacher by the name of Miss Thompson. And every year she would uh, sit down and meet with the new students that uh, she would say to them, boys and girls, I love all the same. 
I love all the same. Each one of you are my favorite. And of course, she wasn't being completely honest <laughs> because you can't have uh, 150 favorites. But uh, to her, each one of those students felt that way. And she instilled that into them. And uh, she made each one of them feel that uh, they were the most important uh, student that she was teaching. And she told them about her instilled all of these great things that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And as a teen, I know that sometimes it's hard. And because I speak to the teenagers all the time, uh, sometimes it's hard because we feel that we're going through things and no one else is going through these things and the world is falling down and, and oh, I don't know what to do. Well, I believe that Spencer is telling you what to do. Uh, and you're telling the parents what to do. Educate your kids. Keep them in the Lord. Guide them. Because uh, there are going to be times in all of our lives where we need that extra guidance. And again, I listen to Orange. You want to be part of this conversation? That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. And Spencer, on that, we were talking about right before the break. You know, you don't really want to beat your kids over the head spiritually. Like, here's a Bible, read it. You know, you need to come to church. It's nice if they do those things, but uh, it's often other ways that you get them involved and invested in, you know, a path of faith. And so my question to you is, do you ever veer off from the, the biblical content um, with, with your book? And if you do, then did that, is your book a work of fiction? I just would like a little bit more expansion on that. Sure. Um, you know, I, I definitely wrote a line between, on the one hand, you know, bringing some, some color, some life, breathing some life into the characters of the Bible, um, but staying true to the facts. I mean, I didn't, you know, what I didn't want to do was make stuff up or interject, um, you know, things that were happening that didn't actually happen in the Bible. So, um, I would say, no, I didn't, you know, the Bible, um, the Bible enter here, my book is not fiction. It's, it's the, it's the Bible stories with just some, you know, dialogue interjected. And now, you know, did I ever come close to that line? Um, well, you know, there's, there's dialogue in my book that isn't in the Bible, but it's, it stays true to the, the storyline of the actual Bible. Um, you know, the, 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 interaction between the characters, the thoughts, the feelings are things that very likely um, would have been happening at that time. Um, you know, the, the, the closest I came to, to a chapter, which um, I guess could be kind of argued as fiction was, you know, it was the story of um, when Jesus was, so, you know, there's a, in the Bible, they talk about the birth of Jesus. We all know this, the nativity and the, you know, the shepherds and the angels and the wise men and all that. And then, you know, when Jesus was, you know, about 30 years old, um, you know, he was tempted in the desert and he started his ministry. And there's really not a lot else about Jesus as a, a, a child or growing up or a teenager. The one story that is told from that long period of his life, the vast majority of his life, was when he was 12. Um, you know, his... Uh, Mary and Joseph went to uh, Jerusalem, um, you know, uh, which, which they they did back then every every year for the for the feast and and for you know to get census taken. Um, and and Jesus went to the temple, and they left Jesus, and then um, didn't realize that they had left him behind and traveled back to to Nazareth without him, and didn't realize it. So, again, the one chapter I think that, you know, pushed the limit to maybe being fiction was I, I created a, you know, I kind of put, put the Virgin Mary on trial for child neglect for that. Um, and it was interesting because it, it, it allowed her to explain why what happened, leaving your child in, you know, back in Jerusalem at the age of 12, could have happened. And it didn't mean that she was a neglectful mother, and it didn't mean Joseph was a neglectful father, but I just kind of presented this image. You know, what if there was, you know, a Department of Social Services, and, you know, and Mary had to kind of answer for, like, why would you leave your kid? How could you leave your kid and not take him back home with you? You know, and she explained, you know, back then, um, you know, men and women didn't kind of interact in the same social circle. They, you know, they were very humble people, and, and women socialized with other women and men socialized with men. So when they traveled back, 
you know, you know, Jesus was in that in-between age between being a boy and a man. So, um, you know, she thought he was with the men, um, you know, in their, in their group as they traveled back. And, and, and Joseph thought, you know, Jesus was, was, was with the women because he was still, still young. Um, so it was just an interesting way. But all of the testimony of Mary and Jesus, um, you know, it was, it was true to the t- kind of the, the times, the facts. And it just it made the story um, more memorable, more interesting, and it really got you thinking about, you know, what was what was about Jesus that caused him to stay back at the temple and stay with the, you know, the the religious um, teachers and the, you know, the the, the 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 rabbis or whatever whatever the name was for them back in that era. Um, so again, it was it wasn't making stuff up; it was just giving kind of a, a fun context to to the actual story. I love that because it really, you know, you're, you're not making it a work of fiction. The, the best analogy I can give to that, it's almost like color commentary in sports, like in baseball. The facts are being told. The story is being told. And you're adding a lot of color to it, which I think, as you just said, makes it more interesting. And then kids love that and they get into it. Yeah, that's that's the goal, and and again, that was the one that probably went a little went the furthest. But another example is, um, you know, I, I presented a lot of um, you know what was happening during Jesus's ministry through the eyes of Peter, through his um, his diary. So seven of the chapters are are just Peter's diary talking about his impressions of what was going on, his first impression of Jesus when Jesus approached him um, at the Sea of Galilee when. Um, Peter was, was fishing and, and kind of what Peter's thoughts were when he met this, this man who was so charismatic and so con- I, I, I think we lost uh, uh, the guest. Yeah, James, why don't you go ahead and just expand on, on what he said and uh, I also I have a backup number for him. I'll dial him right up. Okay, yeah, yeah so uh, I, I'm loving the uh, the analogies that uh, he is presenting, and uh, uh, especially the one where he uh, talked about Mary and, <laughs> and putting her on trial. Um, yeah, because sometimes we 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 sometimes lose our concept and we forget about things because that's uh, the normal thing, and we expect everything to be that way. And we turn around and we're missing our kid. I <laughs> mean, you know, we're missing. Uh, them being uh, uh, with us, uh, we just didn't pay that much attention because it was normal. And uh, no, I, I, I believe that I have drifted off a time or two like that. Yeah, I think we all have, and I, you know, and I think it, 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 it's only human, and to recognize that is is very important, and especially for kids, it's very important too. And as a parent, being able to see that happen and guide them back. We do have Spencer back on the line, so if you want to uh, ask him about what he just finished saying, and then we can go to break, James. Yeah, hey, hey Spencer, cause we kind of lost you for a second or so. Sure. Uh, and uh, you were explaining an uh, analogy, uh, uh, and I forgot the last portion, but uh, I, I was locked in on your analogy that you put uh, um, Mary on trial. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and so, I, um, again, I, I that was probably the, the story where I maybe pushed, pushed the, the, the limit the most. But there are other examples, too. Um, like, for example, I, um, seven of the chapters are, are Peter's uh, diary. Uh, so I, I told the story, portions of the story of Jesus' ministry through Peter's eyes, what, what he was thinking, his impressions, as this amazing man, the Son of God, um, was, you know, ch- basically changing the world. Um, you know, what, what he thought when he first met Jesus at the Sea of Galilee, when he was fishing, and, and um, Jesus asked him to take his boat out. Um, and when Jesus, uh, and I'm sorry, when Peter threw down his nets and followed Jesus, why he did that, what, 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 what he was thinking at the time. And, and then certainly the night when um, Jesus was arrested and taken by the, the, the guards into Jerusalem to put, where they put Jesus on trial, the night that um, Peter denied Jesus three times, just the anguish and the torment that he, he was feeling and, and kind of what his thoughts were about that. So... You know, it's another example of um, just you know making taking the story, not making up any facts, but just presenting it in a way that is going to make it meaningful and memorable, and so that folks understand that you know these Bible characters they were real people. Um, they weren't just you know three dimensional historical figures. They were actual people that you know had the same 
thoughts and fears and insecurities that we all have. Um, so it really kind of brings the points home um, of, of the Bible for, for not just young people, but for, but for adults, too. Hey, you know, I, I, again, I, I like your analogy because sometimes we have to break it down like that uh, to uh, really uh, make sure that they understand. It's not we're not lying or nothing like that about it, but uh, we're just putting it in a different context, at least I think. But I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue this great conversation with this great man. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight eight eight. 344-1170 again that's one 1170 it's your life and we'll be back shortly after the break there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with james cooley the J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, I just love uh, the analogies that uh, Spencer or uh, is doing and explaining because uh, uh, he painted a picture where it's a clear picture, you know, of Peter, Mary, Jesus, and the other characters that he's talking about. Uh, because uh, I believe that I, I know I have read the Bible uh, uh, several times, and I, I know Michelle have and Noah, you as well. Uh, so we get it. And so uh, a lot of times we have to, you know, just uh, visualize how things were. Uh, back then and how things are today i mean we all people we all living and uh to get an understanding of that um, i think it's just so wonderful and spencer i really appreciate everything that you're doing the books that you're writing the characters and how you're explaining this now listen audience if you want to be part of this great conversation that's one 344 again that's one 344 Spencer, are you worried about the future of Christianity in our society? And also, where do you think it is headed? Um, I guess I worry a little bit about it. Um, you know, I, I feel that, um, you know, unlike it was, you know, 50 years ago when I was a kid, it's, 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 our, our, our society is, it's almost, be, it's almost a, you know, being a Christian has become a dirty word. Um, you know, um, you know, Christians, I think, are accused of being hypocritical or judgmental. And, 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 I, and I think that's an unfair criticism. I think that, you know, a, a true lover of God, a lover of Jesus, um, recognize that, that we're all sinners. You know, we all fall short every day. Um, and, and so that doesn't mean then that, therefore, we can't, you know, aspire to be be like Jesus, um, to be good and, and, and kind. Um, so I, I, I do worry about just the, the tone of our society now. It's, you know, you know, 
it's almost like, you know, atheism has become its own religion. Um, and and I, I, I respect you know, everybody's beliefs. They, they, they believe what they want to. But I, I feel like Christianity is, 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 is really um, kind of swimming against the tide a little bit. But, but, but I, I'm always encouraged by the fact that at the end of the day, you know, um, God is in control. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be, um, I, I think there's, there's going to be a resurgence of, of, of people of faith. Um, I think it's going to look different. I think that what we all have to acknowledge is kind of the old way, you know, isn't really working. Um, you know, we have to find a new way to talk about spirituality. We've got to make it a little more real. We've got to make it more relatable. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I talked before about, you know, not, not, you can't hit, hit your kids over the head. You can't force them to, you know, uh, being spiritual. But, you know, certain things, you know, you can, you can kind of lay down the law in some respects, and you kind of have to. Like, you know, in, in, in my family, um, you know, church, it's not negotiable. You know, Sunday morning we go to church. Um, you know, it's important that we, we worship with other believers. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times they'll say to me, well, how about, how about if instead of going to church, what if we just have our own little conversation or something? And I'm like, no, no, we have to be with other believers in, in the house of God. Um, and, and they get that. Um, so, and I, and I think someday, you know, when they, and I, and in fact, I've asked my kids, you know, I, I will say, as a, as a Greek, or, I grew up in a Greek Orthodox church, and, and Lent is a very big period of time. So I, I, I actually drag my kids to, to the Greek Orthodox church on Friday nights during Lent, during the Vespers of Virgin Mary, and, you know, they would kick and scream and everything else. But, but now, now that they're older, I, I've asked them, you know, are, are you going to do that with your kids when you, get, when you guys are older? And they say, absolutely. So um, I, I think certain things you do kind of have to um, insist on. Um, you know, when I, when I talked about things are going to look a little different, I, I think that um, it's important to worship with other believers, but I think there's going to be a little bit more of a home church movement where there's going to be, you know, um, there's still going to be organized religion, and I think that's important, but I think, you know, there's going to be smaller groups of people meeting in their homes and, and, and worshiping together in smaller groups and not necessarily always in a, in a church building. So um, we do need to do things differently. That shouldn't scare us. We should embrace that and, and kind of do what works and let, let God lead us. Speaking of doing things differently, Spencer, before we run out of time, I, you know, we live in a very crazy uh, era. Current, you know, day and age is probably um, a little bit more insane than I quite remember it ever being growing up. What do you think the biggest sure. challenge is right now facing families with children, which would also give way to why we need to make sure that we're bringing our families through with our faith, because that is such a strength when it comes to combating things like what we're facing today. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, one of the things I think, one of the challenges I think is, um, you know, there's just not as much extended family around. You know, people move move away. I mean, they, they grow up and they go to college, and a lot of times they, they move. So you're not around, you know, your, your aunts and your uncles and your cousins. Um, and I think that that makes a difference. Um, it affects it affects family life. Um, so what does that mean? It just means, you know, I think we have to make, you know, we parents, you know, guardians of our kids have to make a make a bigger effort to, you know, connect with extended family and and also create that 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 family warmth even in in the, just the immediate family. Um, another challenge is, and, and, and you know, there's so much written about this is, is social media and the, and, the, and the smartphones and the iPhones. To me, that's that's one of the biggest challenges. It's, you know, I, I I held off as long as I possibly could from from getting the kids the phones. But you know, at some age, by the time they got to you know te- teenage years, I, I I had to give in. Um, you know, they you know the, the, all the kids have them, and, and, and nowadays, you know, we're all we're all busy working, and the kids are you know, they're not always home playing in the neighborhood like we used to. They're all in sports and everything, and activities after school, and you know, play dates or whatever. Um, so they need phones, um, but you know that that's that's a challenge as well. Um, and also, just people are working more. You know, it's you know there's a lot of single parents out there who are doing their best to provide for their kids or working, and even even um, families with both parents. You know, nowadays both parents often work, so there's just not as much time. So what's the, what's the solution? You know, 
there's no there's no magic bullet. Um, I think the solution is a combination of making the effort, you know, making the time. Um, you know, as 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 adults, you know, I think our our downtime has to be really with our kids because we don't have a lot of downtime. Um, and, and and also just um, I think you know keeping God at the center of our lives keeps our kids close. Um, so I, I think that 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 also is going to just help help build the bonds with our with our kids if if we you know give them the, the guidance they need and, and sort of the spiritual food that they need. Wow, love your answers. We're down to the last thirty seconds of the show. We're gonna do this again because uh, I want to continue this, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Won't you on again because there's a lot of stuff that we did not uh, go over that I think that's important. So thank you, Spencer. I'd like to thank Michelle Cooley for always being here, my great co-host uh, that uh, make things happen. She does all the heavy lifting. My great producer, Noah Dingley. Man, I don't know what I would do without you. Love you, man. Love you. Uh, most important, our listening audience, thank you so much for ta- tuning in every night. Uh, and we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message back to you and bring Spencer back on as well. We got to. But I tell you, we'll be back the same time, same place tomorrow. Yes! Your Life from James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.